You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This episode, The Tryout. I love the game of basketball. It's an awesome game. I love that you can go back and forth on offense and defense, that you could find a role on a team and help that team win no matter what your skill set is. If you could just do your role and play your role really well, you could be part of a winning team. I love that a superstar, just him or herself, could be on a team and they could change the outcome of a game even if your team sucked. It's just a fantastic sport. And that's why I tried out in seventh grade for the junior high basketball team. Now, I had played City League, which anybody can join, and I was pretty good. I could dribble. I could play defense. I could steal the ball. I could uh, run the run the point guard position. Um, I could pass really well. Couldn't shoot well at all. In fact, I was a terrible shooter. But I figured if I kept working on the defensive aspect of my game, I could be an asset to a team. So I kept working on it. And when I tried out for the team, it helped me hang in there because about 45 people tried out. And it was like a two week long process. And every other night when we would practice and scrimmage, the coach would call a couple names. And when he called your name, that meant you were cut. That was the guillotine. And he never called my name. So I kept playing harder and harder. And people hated playing with me because I was scrappy, but I wanted it so bad. And I did the suicides. I did the layups. I I worked on my foul shooting. I worked on my shooting. I did everything I could and I made it all the way through the whole two weeks and the team took 14 players. That's how many people made the team. And I was cut 15th. I was so hurt. (laughs) I was so hurt. And I took inspiration because I I thought I'm like Rudy. I just seen the movie and I was like, "Ah, that's me. You know, the scene when he's out in the, in the stadium, he's about to quit Notre Dame, the the football team, and he's about to quit trying out. And then Charles S. Dutton, the guy who does maintenance in the stadium comes up to him and he's like, and by the way, I have this memorized. He's like, don't you have practice? And Rudy's like, no, not anymore. I quit. And then Rudy's like, I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad to prove to everyone. And then Charles S. Dutton jumps in and he says to prove what? Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability, and you hung in there with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't going to never happen. Wow! What a speech. I played that over and over again, rewinding the VHS tape I had. And I tried out again. From seventh grade, I was cut 15th. In eighth grade, I was cut 15th. In ninth grade, I was cut 15th. In 10th grade, I made it all the way and was the last person to be cut four fucking years in a row. And I remember that last tryout walking back outside after being cut and my my mom's used station wagon was there with the plastic wood trim and I just opened the door and sat down in the car and just started to cry and I knew at that point I didn't have the physical abilities to play basketball 
I mean, besides, besides just not making the team, I was tiny. I was still five foot, 80 pounds, five foot, 80 pounds. And I heard all the stories about Spud Webb and Muggsy Bogues and how they made it. These guys were five feet, but they could jump out of the gym. They could slam the basketball. That wasn't me. But I had that in my heart, that love. And so as I got older, when I found the thing that I was good at was storytelling, that I I felt like I, I could get a hold of, that I loved doing, I grabbed that by the reins and I've ridden that ever since. I've been at this for 10 years, went out to New York and studied as an actor and tried to find my way and did monologues all around the country and theaters and universities and scrapped from city to city. And now with seven minute stories, seven minutes at a time, episode after episode after episode, you know, where I'm from in Cleveland, it's kind of cool to be, oh, shucks about what you do. Sort of like this uh, self-deprecating thing is, a, is cool. You know, great storytellers don't hide. Great storytellers reveal themselves. And the truth is, I care so fucking much. I love storytelling so much. Just like basketball players, they love the game. I love the game of storytelling and expression and art and creating an audience and sharing that experience. I am so passionate about it. I will not stop. I'm so competitive. Every episode I put out there of 7-Minute Stories, in my head, I want it to, to do better and better and better. I want to get another audience member and reach another person and another person. And I want to keep going because it means the world to me. It's going to be and is my life, my way of expressing who I am. And while my head now might be that of a storyteller, of an artist, of a content creator, whatever you want to call it. My heart is that of a 13-year-old kid still trying to make the junior high basketball team. And I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm never going to stop. hope you enjoyed the episode a lot of people have been coming up to Aaron and I at parties sending emails and calling to tell us how much they love the podcast and ask when the next episode's coming out a great way to stay connected is to visit the website seven minute stories you can also subscribe on apple podcasts and while you're there let more people know what you think about Aaron and his storytelling by rating and leaving a review lastly the biggest compliment you can give us is to share your favorite episode with friends on social media. Thanks again for listening.